You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Muse. This is Karen, your friend and host, the Secret Muse Society podcast. And you are listening to episode 33. (laughs) Wow. I like three. Three is a number that represents creativity. Three is also my birth month, the month of March. Yes, I am a Pisces. And three, I grew up in a family of three. I'm the eldest and have two brothers, two younger brothers, and three because of the Holy Trinity that I grew up with. And did you know that triangle is the strongest shape of all the shapes? And it has three sides and three points. I love the number three. I wish that three was the sponsor of this episode and they gave me 33 million 333,333 dollars and 33 cents. Wouldn't that be so sweet? Anyway, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've been enjoying the last batch of episodes. I kind of take a new approach and spin each time testing to see what feels good, what is energetic from me, trying to get a sense of what feels good and what gives you energy inspiring and is actionable for you. So I would love to hear any feedback that you can offer, even if you have ideas about what you'd like to hear on this podcast. Actually, this is going to be the last episode that comes out on a weekly basis. Moving forward, you are going to get one episode a month of the Secret Muse Society. I just needed to pare down for a few reasons, but I will be here on a regular basis with you. So please send me an email, karen at karenchoy.co or hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Let me know what you'd like to hear, what topics you'd like to explore, perhaps even ask a question. I'm happy to offer any kind of insights or ideas or share tools that could help you. I'd really like to hear more from you. So if you like hearing from me, I'd love to hear more from you. Don't be shy. This is your invitation. We still haven't really had time to figure out how to bring this community of muses together, but by decreasing the frequency of the podcast, I will have time to work on that because the community aspect for me is really calling. I would love to bring together a group of people who love to talk about these things of self-growth, expansion, awareness, astrology, (laughs) emotions, empathy, compassion, how we can use this to generate good for the world and to take care of ourselves along the way. So that is just some ideas of the community. But yeah, 
I would love to hear from you. And you can think of it as you getting to be part of building it too. Like perhaps coaching is not your full-time gig or you're looking, you have a lot of creative ideas and I'd love to hear them. That would be a real huge gift that you could share. I believe that you are inspiring. That's why I call you Muse. So hit me up, lovely. (laughs) Today, I thought I'd share with you how I became a coach. It's a story that I haven't really talked about on Instagram or haven't really had a chance to speak long form in conversations. I don't know why. Well, Instagram, everything is so short and quick. In long form conversations, I still tend to be the listener that is the part in a conversation that I feel more comfortable playing. And that's why I am a coach because I'm really good at it. And that is me using my talents and my skills and my gifts for other people. But it has also my comfort level in listening has also held me back and allowed my discomfort of talking about myself with other people and taking up really big space in present moment conversations when I feel like I could give someone something else. That is something I'm still working on, which is part of the reason why I have this podcast, why I started it so that I could practice that. And because I know that my voice has something important to share and it matters. And I'm just owning that here. So if you're interested in how I became a coach, this episode is for you. You will learn a little bit about coaching what it is, how it can help. If you're interested in becoming a coach, you might get some tidbits there. If you're curious about hiring a coach, you may get some information here. Or if you're just simply curious about why the heck, how did I get here? Then (laughs) perhaps this episode will reveal. So I came to coaching when I was, I was employed by a friend and I had helped him build his business of architectural artists, graphic designers, illustrators, 3D artists. And I had been working with him for seven years. And at the near the end of that seven years, I ended up in a role where I was really focused on the people and culture in our company. And we worked with some corporate coaches to come in and help with our leadership team. And it was, that was my first encounter with coaching. Like my boss had his own coach to help him with the business. And because of that, he also learned how to coach his senior staff, which was, I was a part of. And from there, we wanted to pass on that kind of experience of leadership training and coaching to develop and build up our team. So we brought in this these two coaches and one was named Lisa Grego and she changed my life. She was my first introduction to what it was like to work with a coach and she really set forth, set me on this path that I didn't even realize I was going to be on when we were speaking. And when we were speaking, again, we had hired her to build up our leadership team. But on the side, I was also, you know, exploring what coaching was and how I could use it to help other people. She noticed in me that 
I had a lot of empathy and compassion. I was good at holding space for people. I really had this ability to, I had, because of my curiosity about what was going on with others, she saw my ability to really connect in that deep way. And I wasn't feeling very, I was feeling kind of conflicted in my own career, thinking that I had to make a move either with that company that I was with or to move out. And I didn't really know how I was going to change within the company and if I moved out, what that would look like. And she really held space for me in, in a way that coaching is that blessing. So that space is somebody who listens to you with no bias. The only bias I guess they have is a bias towards your strengths and what you offer and what they hear from you that really matters to you. And so she listened to that. She heard me say that I wanted to learn more. I wanted to touch more lives. I wanted to, I didn't feel like I was myself there and I wanted to come back to that. I had to find it. And she just knew that I was sensing that I felt like it was time to move on. And so she helped me through conversation and through listening and by encouraging me to go along with my intuition and to go along with what I knew to be true, whether it was, this is not right, or I have to go find something else, or even those icky feelings of, ugh, I'm scared to leave this job. I'm scared to have that conversation with my boss. I'm scared to make a move at this point in my career when I have a young family and bills to a mortgage to pay and the uncertainty was scary. And she really just grounded me in my strengths and what I had to offer. And that was everything. She asked me questions that I hadn't asked myself before, like, what do you want, Karen? Who do you want to be? And she just listened and let me think that out. Because I don't know about you, but if I were to sit down and write, who am I on paper to try to figure it out? I could easily get up off my chair and go and do something else, like get a snack <laughs> or clean the house or get myself busy with the kids. But that question of who do I want to be? Who am I now? How do I want to serve? There's such big questions. And when you're sitting with somebody who is so open and just creates a place for you to explore that without judgment, you feel safe. Even in the confusion and the fumbling and the pausing, like it doesn't even have to be fully formed in that moment, but even to start thinking about it with somebody was so valuable to me. So that was my first introduction to coaching. My second introduction to coaching was after I had left that job, I had no, I had no backup plan. I didn't have another job lined up <laughs> and I was blessed to have a compensation package that allowed me some time to still pay my bills and to figure out what my next move was. And so I invested in therapy because I felt like I needed to kind of wrap up what had happened over the last seven years with that company and let go what I needed to let go, you know, the toxic stuff to forgive certain people to forgive myself, to really learn from that experience and to lock it in to my 
being, into my core memories, into my body to face some trauma and fear that maybe had built up over the many, many years of being a parent. And, you know, I was just catching up on who I was. So therapy felt like the right choice. Luckily for me, my therapist was also a certified coach. And through our conversations of me trying to figure out who I am and what I want to be and what I want to do, I brought to her the idea of coaching because it was something that was so impactful for me working with Lisa and practicing it in the company, you know, like listening, asking questions, really holding your tongue on giving the advice, really helping a person to set goals and to help them to find that self-belief to really go for it. And that not just motivation that comes from an external place, but an internal motivation that usually happens when you set your own goals rather than doing what other people tell you. But coming back to my therapist and coach, her name was Sandy. She saw my desire to try coaching and she encouraged me to go for it because she also noticed my skills, my strengths, my desire, my curiosity. And she recommended that I go to Adler or check out Adler Coaching School, which is where she was credited. And that's how I ended up at Adler. All right. The third piece, going through coaching school at Adler. Wow. There were three courses. Each course was a week long and it was intense, full eight hour days of learning coaching tools, practicing them, working on the competencies, learning about the ethics of coaching that are set out by the International Coaching Federation. Like coaching is not a regulated profession or a modality like therapy and counseling or social work are yet, but International Coaching Federation is the biggest and most respected so getting my training through them was very important to me. If I may also add, I learned recently that therapy and counseling are also relatively new professions and modalities, and coaching is going along the same type of regulation process. So I don't think coaching is very far away from becoming legit, I guess, <laughs> by government bodies or regulating bodies. And just as mental health is, we're gaining more awareness and taking the stigma out of it, coaching is part of that game. And not game, but the, a service and part of the wellness industry and the sector that I'm really proud to be a part of because going through those coaching programs and courses, I learned so much about myself using the tools and practicing them and working with my peers and getting coached by them. And you really see a community of people who sincerely want to help others. I don't know if you have noticed the coaching in the online world. Sometimes it can be really gross and cringy. And all they're talking about is about making six figures and like, yeah, people have to make a living, but it's not just about making money and it's not about making fast money. The real coaches are the people who really want to serve, support, 
encourage, and help others. They're not just looking for a quick buck for themselves. So that's something to look out for. If you feel that kind of icky energy, don't go for it. That is ultimately a red flag. And I would say trust your intuition. If someone is doesn't seem very organized in terms of where they were trained, I like, yes, you can become a coach without having coaching training. You can be a coach and be coached by people who have really incredible experience. But the kind of coaching that I'm talking about is a coaching practice. It's based in some types of structures and neuroscience and positive psychology. It comes from something that has a basis and you can feel safe and secure and like Don't work with a coach who hasn't had a coach before. Don't work with a coach who isn't constantly learning and taking in new information. A coach isn't just about giving their advice from their own life experience. I would say that is more of a mentor. And yeah, coaching kind of overlaps with mentoring, teaching, therapy, counseling, social work. Coaching is quite fluid and It really is about where it comes from with who you work with. So that was my experience in coaching school. I've worked with seasoned coaches and they, they know the right questions to ask. They know the right energy to hold for a person. They know how to challenge you. And that really was inspiring to me because that was the kind of person I wanted to be. So. Fast forward now after coaching school, it took me a while to finally decide to become a coach. I continued to apply for jobs. (laughs) I continued to do interviews and nothing quite fit. I got some offers. I turned some offers down. I got ghosted by some people that I actually thought the job was in the bag. I'll tell you a story about my heart necklace one day. And finally got to a point where I was like, huh. Maybe coaching and starting my own coaching practice, that urge, that desire, that curiosity, that feeling that I could do this. Maybe this would be fun. Let's see how it goes. I was just scared to do it, right? Like I was aware of why I wanted to do it and I had to acknowledge the fear of why I wasn't doing it, which actually led me into, hey, maybe I should be accountable to who I want to be and the gifts that I've been given and how I want to, how I could serve this world. And so I accepted it. (laughs) I accepted the challenge. And so in January, 2020, I decided to hop off the fence and dive right in. And I, I hired a coach named Rob to, to help me through that. I've really didn't at the time he was just starting out and as I was just starting out but I I chose to work with him because of the confidence he exuded it was a confidence that I didn't have and I wanted to learn about how to gain that confidence and I thought that it would rub off on me and it did and he really set me up for a great start to my coaching business January, when I decided to go all in, I also went all in on accreditation process and I signed up for a practicum, invested in a practicum at Adler to get certified. 
And it was going really great working with mentor coaches, doing recordings, really having to take a look at how I was actually coaching in by recording with clients, watching it back, breaking it down, like critiquing it according to the competencies that you have to prove in the accreditation process. And that was tough, but it all kind of came down to a close in March 2020, just three months later, when everything locked down, the kids came home, and I had to make the hard choice to say, okay, I have to put my accreditation process on hold, trust that I can still carry this coaching business forward with what I've got, and be there for my kids while they are schooling at home. And to have fun and to kind of see what that would bring to us. Which brings us, I guess, from then until now, over the last two and a half years, I've been coaching people on really coming back to themselves. That's what coaching did for me. And that's what I want to give back to the world is coming back to who are you? Breaking down, you know, and letting go digging deep and finding where did all these other influences come from that make me think that I should be something else or maybe make me think that I'm not enough or maybe make me think that I should be doing something else or be I would be more successful on somebody else's path or I should listen to other people and ignore myself like that was why I what coaching showed me is that you can believe in yourself. You can work on hearing your intuition. You can practice that trust. Like trust really is a relationship. So that relationship with yourself to see what happens if you follow through. Are you okay? Did you trust that? Were you right? Were you wrong? Where did you go wrong? Where did you go right? And so that's how I became a coach. I've been working with people who needed to create new self-care routines because just like me, I was a mom who let go of what I needed and I got lost in taking care of my kids and doing my job and being a good daughter and being a loving wife and I forgot who I was outside of all those roles and responsibilities. And self-care really became a pathway for me to finding myself again. And so creating self-care routines with clients has been a really fun and rewarding and fulfilling piece. And who else have I served in terms of artists and arts administrators? These are people with a vision of what they want to create and the feelings that they want to express in the world. And by working together, coming back to their authenticity is really, again, not worrying about what other people think and more about tuning into, well, what are you noticing? And what is it that they want to acknowledge in themselves and in the world? What do they want to point out? What is the message that they want to say? And being accountable to that and accepting what is they can tr control and what they can't and going for what you can control and feeling all the power that happens there, like releasing a comedy album. A client did that from nothing. 
She came up with an idea from nothing. She created lyrics and a song and music from nothing. She put something entirely new into the world that makes people laugh and brings joy and levity into the world. That's something so incredible to be a part of. So that's also why I'm a coach. I'm still figuring out this business and who I am <laughs> and what I could create to serve, what problems need to be solved. But sometimes problems aren't for me to solve. That's the other part about coaching is like, sometimes problems are to be looked at. And it is the person who wants to solve that problem, which is usually the client. And I, through listening and questions and reflection, and really holding space for those problems to be seen at many different angles and perspectives, we've find ways. It's a really a creative, co-collaborative, co-creative, a collaborative process. It's not me giving advice or solutions. It's really helping a person to pull that out of themselves and see what they can do. Because isn't that the ultimate power, which I believe is blessed by God, the universe, our purpose, source, that's the spiritual aspect of my coaching. And if you believe that too, then our values are aligned. <laughs> so I guess if this resonates for you, feel free to send me any questions what you might have about coaching. Or if you're interested in being coached by me, you can reach out. My email is karen at karenchoy.co or you can DM me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. And I would love to talk with you. A discovery call is an hour where you, we get to know each other a little bit. I get to hear, you get to tell me where you are at, where you want to go, what's getting in the way. You get to experience what it is like to be coached because honestly, it is really hard to describe. It is something to be experienced. Again, this is kind of like the the mystical world, I guess, the metaphysical world, I think coaching could be really practical and tangible with a process and a framework and steps that you have to follow. But I work a little bit differently where it is really about you and seeing what happens organically and creating intention and letting that be the driving energy and the force moving forward. We don't have to force, force things, you know, we don't have to bang our heads and try to fit into boxes or into point systems, we can work with where we're at. So if that's, you know, coaching is different for everybody. And if you're looking for a coach like that, let's have a chat. You will get coached and you will leave with more clarity. You will leave with an action that you can take to move yourself forward. And you will leave if you want to have that conversation about what it will be to work together. We could have that conversation, but really there is no pressure or obligation to sign up with me. It's just an introduction, conversation, an invitation. That's it. Dip your toe, see if coaching is for you and let it be that. That's it. So my friends, I hope you gained something. What did you gain out of this? 30 minute episode that you've spent time with me. I just want to say thank you for listening and tuning in and supporting this podcast. I would love to know who's listening. So yeah, <laughs> send me a note. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what connected with you. 
Let me know what your experience is. Because again, this is about connection, conversation, community. I wish you well until our next episode. I love you, Muse. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold.